This I, is going to be something. I I knew it was going to be something when <laughs> when you sat here asking me what season we're in, and part of me wasn't wanted to say, oh, you know, that, that's kind of a good thing that we're we're still we're rolling strong. We can't figure out what season it is, but it's also kind of bad. It's just time flies, buddy. You know, it, it's like time yeah, keeps yeah. on slipping, slipping. Yeah, the slipping to not the future. <laughs> Uh, what's going on, all you neighbors out there? Uh, today, we're going to be getting into some world events. Uh, you know, we're talking about a, a little bit of what's going on overseas and with Israel. Uh, also, we had a little bit of an adventure outside of Houston, and we actually got to take it together. Well, part of it together, at least. So we're going to let you know about a, a few gems that we discovered not far from the Houston area. And, of course, a little bit of love to the Houston Astros during these playoffs. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello. What's going on, all you fabulous neighbors near hello. and far? How are you guys? What's I'll, going on, Philip? I'm all right, man. Uh, not, not much going on. What's going on with you? Uh, lots going on with me, actually. Uh, but not as much as what's going on overseas. No. And it's not something that we really plan to talk about. But again, who can tell when a war is going to start and, and what, what happens? And, and I know this... This has been kind of bothering you a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's um, it, it, it's one of these unspeakable uh, tragedies that I, I can't really wrap my head around. And I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't bring it up and didn't bring it up for you, our listeners and our viewers. Because if nothing else, we just need to acknowledge collectively how unbelievably horrific what's happening over there really is. I mean, th this at the time of this recording, uh, we're looking at thousands of people dead on both sides of the conflict. We're, mm -hmm. we're looking at many, many thousands more wounded. We have humanitarian crises, crises I guess that is, happening uh, on both sides of the conflict and all throughout the region. And it is really, really scary, scary stuff. I, I don't know if in my lifetime I've seen anything quite this bloody happen quite this quickly yeah if it, that's the way to put it yeah it's uh it's you want to think that it's not really happening and and i know for a lot of us uh, outside of turning on you know or going online or turning on your tvs and things like that that's kind of the extent for many of us of just following what's going on you know but for many that are involved or have loved ones that are, you know, affected by this, uh, it, it hits a lot harder and, and, and affects people differently. And, and the fact is, to get to a war, it has the conflict and the decision to not be able to compromise is, to me, is, is still mind-boggling that we, that we can't find, there's, 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 so many, there's so many issues that there just isn't common ground with. Yeah, I think it's difficult you know? for us as Westerners to really wrap our heads around this because, you know, officially uh, this region has been at war since 1948, and there's been exactly. stages of the war and various players involved, but Israel's always involved, and the Palestinian people are always involved. And it 
it's almost impossible to imagine that, right? Like what it's like growing up just in a constant state of, of actual violence and actual conflict with only brief Well, just periods. tension at any time, right? The, yeah. For that many years and so much to just, you know, it's, it's, I guess I'm wondering, do you feel that this would have happened at any given point over there? Between Israel and Palestine, you know, do you think they, or in that region, do you think it, it's always been kind of high tensions for everything for so many years that it was almost something that would have happened no matter what? Uh, I don't want to speak too much out of turn on that, but I no, I don't think that this particular uh, incident would have happened no matter what. I think that this is very, very clearly Hamas had a long time planned absolutely brutal surprise attack that they were going to launch against Israel. From what I understand from what's been released so far from intelligence as of this first week of this war, uh, this has been planned for over two years. It is incredibly sophisticated. It has to have large, large sponsorship behind it. Um, and I'm not going to bother pointing any fingers at various uh, actors or states out there because that's our government's job to, to figure that out and, and, and you know come to the truth of that. But the reality is that no, I, I think that this particular uh, unbelievably high level of brutality was not guaranteed. I think that this was a terrorist organization that just went way, way beyond too far in terms of um, committing just unbelievably grotesque atrocities. And at the time of this recording, where we are right now with this is that Gaza is completely under siege. They have been cut off from all food, power, water, and fuel. That's over 2 million people that are being yeah. cut off. And for the record, for our viewers, if you want to know where I stand on this, I don't think that Israel has any other choice but to go about it this way. I mean, we are talking about... and it, We're talking about an attack where where babies were slaughtered by the dozens, beheaded. Mm -hmm. Infants were beheaded. I mean, this is... This is something I, I just can't imagine how I would respond personally, let alone want my government to respond. But I do think that, unfortunately, because of Hamas's actions and because of Hezbollah's actions in the north, I think that a lot of innocent people are going to continue to suffer on both sides. And I think this is going to be long and drawn out and probably the bloodiest war that we in the modern world will hear of for quite a while. Do you think that, I mean, is at what point do other people get involved with this? In in your opinion, I mean, obviously there's being there's going to be aid given. Yeah, other people already are involved. Yeah, um, but the I United mean, States. I, but I'm talking on a larger scale. Well, I can tell you that as, as at the time of this recording, the United States has already committed to sending weaponry over to rebuild, if nothing else, at least the Iron Dome, the missile defense system. Yeah. That Israel implements. Um, in terms of like, like troops like, like, and yeah, things like on, that, men on Brian, the ground, yeah, troops on the ground. I I don't know the answer to that. I don't want to speculate on that. I think that we have been. A lot of people can argue that we're not on the brink of World War Three, but we've actually been in World War Three since the invasion of Ukraine. And I think that if you add this to the mix and you do get any Western troops putting boots on the ground, we're looking at World War Three. I don't think there's any way around that. And I think that speculating on that would be very, very, very irresponsible. But, man, it, it's a scary thought. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's not anything that I would want anybody to be involved with uh, with the war. But I don't know. We're is we are a, a great country, but we're also known for sticking our noses, uh, you know, along with sending aid, but putting our well, noses some sometimes not necessarily where we need to be. And I'm not saying that they we it doesn't need to be, but kind of as you're saying, there are consequences or there are you know i don't want to say consequences but there are uh reactions yeah. that, that people will, will take to us getting involved to a certain point at yep. a certain yep. extent and i think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying but also i think we need to be clear and keep in mind that in this particular situation we've got at the time of this recording 22 dead american citizens on our hands in this conflict we've got 17 missing and we know that they're american hostages so that alone dictates a mm. mandatory response of some kind from our government. And yeah. we are officially allies with Israel. These are yeah. our friends, and we have a responsibility to protect our allies, not just morally, but this is in writing, yeah. right? This is, these are agreements that are, that are you know, fast and have long been in place. So I think that, yes, you know, culturally, we do stick our nose in places. Uh, of course, you know, we're a superpower and we protect our interests. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's good and there's bad that comes with that. And we've made a lot of mistakes over the years as a as a people and as a government. But I think well, in this situation, man, we just we don't have much choice. Yeah. I, I mean, and yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. We have made uh, plenty of mistakes. But at the same time, we've also had a profound effect in a positive way. In, in many situations where, where we've gotten involved in, in world-wide uh, conflicts. Um, you know, and we're not going to go back and rehash, you know, the other two world wars and uh, countless wars that have unfortunately uh, taken place. But I will say um, for anyone that is involved and for the our allies there in Israel and people on the ground and being affected by this, uh, the only thing that we can't say is our hearts uh, and thoughts go out to you, and we we really wish for a swift end to this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, I personally stand with Israel on this, but again, there are going to be just countless thousands of people that are completely innocent on both sides of this. They're going to get caught up in it, and it's uh, it's tragic. And our hearts really do go out to everyone who is affected by these atrocities and. Everyone affected by war everywhere in the world. I mean, it's just a disgusting thing, and it's never, ever uh, justified in the end. So, Yeah, and uh, with that, we're just going to take uh, a moment of silence for those, and we'll be right back. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. Well, neighbors, on a happier note, we did have the great privilege of visiting the wonderful city of Brenham, Texas, recently. And is Brenham a city? Yeah. Wow, small city. Well, College Station's a city. Yeah. You know, even though it's the only thing there is 
the university. Well, I shouldn't say that. There, it's because of the university. It's grown. Um, I like to say. Um, for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> uh, Brenham, Texas, is a town that's roughly. I, I I don't know. You're gonna have to look up the population. Maybe population 18, of eighteen thousand. Yeah, there you go. And city stuff. It is. It is a city. It is a city. eighteen thousand. There are there are cities with less than eighteen thousand. There are towns with less than eighteen thousand. Yeah, that's true. Well, so you so so I guess the debate. It's it should be. It's a city though. It's a city. Yes. Yes. Look, the city. City in Texas. I was in Texas. Yeah. Brenham. That's it. Says. So unless the internet is wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what decide, decides if it's a town or a city. I would imagine it's the population. Uh, technically, it's a uh, a city is a human settlement of notable size. Of note of notable size. So eighteen thousand. Okay. So that's notable. So there you go. So like a town of like a thousand people, right? Then you're in a town. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know what. If anyone put this in the comments, if you know like what number or what number you think would make a place a city or a town. Yeah. Let, let us know. I'd be curious. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I made a note about 18,000 is notable, so there you go. Well, notable. So we know 18,000 is, is is a city, but how low would you go? I would have to, already to lost this bet because I would have you, guessed 18,000 yeah. would still be a town. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, Sorry, Brenham. <laughs> yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah. You're not welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the city of Brenham in Texas is... About an hour and 20 minutes outside of Houston. I was fortunate enough to be uh, working out there for a short time and got a chance to really explore around. I mean, the, the food and the area is wonderful. It's it's his country. You're in the country. So, you know, a lot of cows, a lot of everything. But there is one thing that most of you around the U.S. Uh, will know. It's the home of Bluebell Ice Cream. You know, you say most of you around the U.S. I had never heard of Bluebell until I moved here. That's why I said most of you. <laughs> I wasn't Excluding <laughs> all of New England. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. Well, now, okay, so it, let me just, Bluebell ice cream is a very big brand of ice cream. It originated in Brenham, 1907 is when it started. You know, it was actually a creamery that they were taking the excess cream that the farmer, the, the, the cows or the milk from the farmers around the area to make cream. And that's how it started. Uh, and it was 1930 that the company changed its name to Bluebell Creameries after the native Texas Bluebell wildflower. Yeah, very that's nice. How, that's where the name came from. I like, I like the local, uh, yeah, local so, love there. So, yeah, so it was established in 1907. So, I mean, it's over. It's a company that's over 100 years old. And, again, it started out as a creamery company. Um, it was only a few years later that they began making ice cream. So it started out as a creamery, and then they tr- transferred into to making ice cream. And, you know, and it was like when they were started making ice cream, and, I, I you know, when I read on the – when I was there at the, the factory, they were only pumping out, you know, like a couple gallons or something, you know, a day. You know, I don't even know the amount that's pumped out now. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's insanity. Um, but if you don't know Bluebell Ice Cream, go to your store, check it out. That's here in Texas. If you ever happen to come, you can. Uh, you, there's a visitor center. Uh, they have a nice little ice cream parlor with a shop up there. And then there's an observation deck where you can actually go. If you're there during the week before 2 p.m., you can see the workers down there. And in a part of the factory, kind of boxing up the stuff and seeing how things. And you actually move. did this, right? I did. I actually went, 
and I checked out the visitor centers, all the history about making ice cream and the company and when they started and their timeline. Uh, it's re really rooted deep in, in a lot of Texas history because there's a lot of connections all over from, and not just Houston, but it's from all over Texas. There's a lot of connections. Uh, a lot of baseball connections with it as well. There's some cool memorabilia that's there. And, you know, and then, of course, if you want to do a little shopping and, you, <laughs> I mean, they got Bluebell and everything. And, in fact. I figured you could you could walk out with some ice cream if you're, if you're already at the factory, right? Well, you walk out. Well, this is it. You, you don't. I don't think you want to walk out with ice cream uh, because. And I don't think they sell, like, the cartons there. And. But they do have ice cream parlor where you can get a scoop of ice cream. For a dollar a scoop. I see. A dollar a scoop. Now, let me let me just tell you about these scoops. Okay. And and honestly, if you want to know more about the tour and what the you know the Bluebell Factory and, and what it's like to go over there, check out the video of me. I, I filmed it. You know, I got a chance to even do a little bit of taste testing. But I, I did want to mention the scoop to kind of tease it a little bit. These were like softball, like I mean, for a dollar. For a dollar. Oh, dangerous. Like, you know, like think about it. For those of you up north, like making a, in a snowball fight, like packing a nice, good snowball, That that's a scoop of Bluebell ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I would leave there hurting. There's no question about yeah. it. Well, I got three scoops wanting to, to try them out, and you'll have to go check out the video of which ones. I'm not going to tell you which Softball ones I tried. Softball size scoops, three of them? Yeah. And so you left like, there hurting. <laughs> it didn't, it, not tax or anything. It was like, yeah, I got to the register. He's like, yeah, that'll be $3. I'm like, uh, okay. You know, wow. and, and $3 here gets you like half a pint of ice cream. Maybe, <laughs> depending on the brand. Pretty much. In the middle of Houston, yeah. yeah. Yeah, depending on the brand. And for those of you that are in larger cities like New York, Chicago, or L.A., that may give, may, you may get maybe, what, half a pint of ice cream? <laughs> Here's your tasting spoon, kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, give me that $3. Yeah. But anyway, it was, a, it was a really cool experience. Um, I think it's a fun, I, I think it was it's something that, you should check out if you have the time. I'd like to check it out. Yeah. I really would. I really, I really would. would. But, you know, you can see that video and, you know, learn more about Bluebell. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially if you're an ice cream lover or just, a, you know, a little yeah. historian. And, and, in, and in defense of your, uh, you know, ignorant Yankee friend here on the microphone with you, just to clarify things for my friends up in New England, Bluebell is currently, currently sold in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, and New Mexico, so nowhere yeah. back in my stomping grounds. So they don't actually. Exist. They, they don't travel. They don't ever leave New York or Connecticut. Have you ever met somebody from Connecticut? <laughs> they, they don't have to go anywhere. Um, things get shipped around, but they do have. I did learn that there is a, a big. There's a factory in. Uh, Oklahoma and Georgia. Ah, very cool. Oh no, sorry, Atlanta. Oh no, I don't know. Uh, there is one somewhere, somewhere towards the towards the East Coast, but it's in the South. There you go. It's not Georgia. It's Alabama. Sorry. And and the reason I got thrown off is because when I was talking to someone from Bluebell, they get their peaches from Georgia. Oh yeah. Uh, when they're making their stuff, and they typically end up at the Alabama. Th those flavors are made there because it's just easier to. Ship there. Nice. So anyway, there you go. So a little bit of love for Brenham, but not only that, we got a chance because uh, you know you and your wife came and stayed, and you guys got to stay at a really cool, cool, you know, B and B in we town. We did, we did. Yeah, I'll give a little. Hey, bit. Sorry, 
In the city? In the city. Of right in the Brenham, heart. In the heart? Yes. That's right. Right in the heart of downtown How was Brenham. that experience? It was very cool. I'll give a little bit of love and a shout out to the Ant Street Inn, which is where we stayed. It was a lovely, lovely bed and breakfast. It was actually a... Um, a creaky floors everywhere. Extremely creaky floors everywhere. Yeah. It was... It was an old store, right? I believe it was a, it was used as an old store. It was. So it was originally a grocer and uh, feed store back in the late 1800s. And then in the mid-1900s, it became an inn. And this is the, I think, third set of owners that have it yeah. as an inn. So it was very, very cool. But more importantly... Recommend, it was yes, no? Highly recommend. Oh, highly okay. recommend you check it okay. out today. It was, it was a great time. It was it was really cool to be part of the history of, uh, of Brenham and being that old building and and have it kind of right in the heart of everything was really neat. And yeah, more, it's walking distance for, from everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and more importantly, it was walking distance from the Unity Theater where you were performing, yeah. which, by the way, excellent, I have to say. Well done. Thank well done, you. sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it was a great show. We really enjoyed it. Sorry for all of you that missed it, uh, but I will be, you know, if you want to know another show that I'll be in or what, what something else that's coming up, leave a comment in the, uh, in the episode description, and we'll make sure that we let you know. You tease. If you are in the mood to get out of the city, get to some fresh air, mooing cows. And good theater. And good theater. Great theater. And good food, too. There's good food out it there was as good well. good food, yeah. Uh, just, just get away, unplug a little bit, you know, check out Brenham. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty close. It's, it's kind of midway between, like, Austin and Houston uh, and not far from College Station. So if you're kind of within that area... Yeah. It's, it's kind of a cool day trip or weekend trip that you can do. It's, it's really kind of cool. Indeed. And for our, our neighbors who are not from Houston but planning on a visit to the area, if you do decide to do something like Brenham, one, highly recommend, again, the Anstreet Inn. Two, recommend catching a show at Unity Theater. But three, if you do stay for a few days, there's all kinds of really cool historical towns around it as well. There's Round Top and Fredericksburg. And and Chapel, all neat Chapel things. Hill. Chapel Hill, yeah. yeah. There's a lot to see within sort of... Um, hour-ish to 45 minutes coming in there drive from that country area so it's worth doing yeah absolutely and we my wife and i checked out a vineyard there's a vineyard out in chapel hill which is it's about 20 minutes from brenham but so it's really close uh yeah it, it was really nice it was lovely so there, there's plenty of stuff out there but before we get out of here okay i just want to give a little bit of love to the houston astros mm. Yeah, they're battling right now. Hopefully winning at the time of this recording. Hopefully we are celebrating a Houston victory, which would send them into the ALCS, the American League Championship Series, for the seventh straight year in a row. Uh, if not, then we'll make another video of us just crying or me crying and Philip saying, what the? So anyway, I'll just nod my head <laughs> as if I know uh, what's going on. Exactly right. But we just want to say go Strohs. You know, whether it's this year or next year, make sure you guys uh, support your local teams. Uh, yep, you know, yep. I shop local, so I can support local as well. Yeah, Ghost there, Rose. Th there you go. Ghost Rose. Uh, but anyway, Philip, I think that is all for today. I think so, too, Brian. Thank you for being uh, here today, and thanks for taking the time to talk about some of the heavier stuff uh, along yeah. with the lighthearted stuff. I hope that we don't come off as too tone deaf trying to bring a smile to our faces and to your faces. We know that there are very, very difficult to um, digest things going on out there but still try try to be try to remember that there's a silver lining and there's a reason why life is worth fighting for so happy to smile with you as well 
All right. And also make sure, you know what would make me happy and smiling even more? Blue if Bell? you, well, Bluebell, but if you viewers right now or listeners would go and hit that subscribe button, you know, hit the little no- notification bell so you get updates and you never miss an episode. Indeed. Follow, indeed. like, and subscribe to the podcast or YouTube Absolutely. channel. We've got great guests coming this season and some on-location shoots you're not going to want to miss. That's right. We'll catch you guys next Friday. Peace. Out.